What's up, man? Long time. How much, man? How are you? You're out in LA? I'm out in LA. Uh, you're, I remember you're, you're in East Coast in Florida, right? Yeah, that's right. Where exactly in Florida again? Like Palm Beach. Palm Beach. Nice. It's like in an hours north of Miami. So you got you to fill me in because, of course, uh, I don't know, to be honest, I don't know too many folks who live out in Florida, but mm -hmm. how the beaches weren't closed down. and Oh, my God. <laughs> so so what's the situation like? <laughs> I need to get a first-hand account of what the situation is like out in Florida right now. Um, the state's really, like, sectional, uh, compartmentalized, like South mm -hmm. Florida, like Palm Beach County, Broward, Dade. They're um, they're taking their cues more from like New York and like Cali, mm -hmm. so we're actually like Miami and Dade are under like true lockdowns. Yeah. Um, Palm Beach County is under like a strong or like a strict stay at home order, mm -hmm. um, and our beaches are closed. The beach you saw open was in Jacksonville, like by Georgia. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually love Georgia too because I actually went to college up there, mm -hmm. but um, and it in the. The videos and pictures, to be honest, that I were getting around were actually the day they closed them. Gotcha. Okay. So it's not actually that bad. Like there's like more recent, like uh, like the city of Jacksonville, I think has like a drone footage of the beach you can take a look at mm -hmm. um, that they always kind of run. And like, if you look on that, like it's actually not that bad. Yeah, it, yeah. The beaches are only open from like six to 11 in the morning. And then from like, I think like five to eight. Gotcha. So well, they're, yeah. See the thing is, Florida, Florida always gets so much crap, but I, I feel like even, even here in California and specifically LA, like even after the lockdown, there had been a ton of uh, there had been a, a ton of people at the beach, and they weren't really sure what to do. Like I, mm -hmm. it was just, I think until things started really locking down, and then like I'm originally from Chicago, so like there were people yeah. all over the lakefront there. I was getting I was getting texts and seeing stuff from all my friends, so like. They, until they had to like fully, fully lock things down, people just, you know, it doesn't matter where you live. People just weren't taking it fully seriously. And it's, it's always going to be tough to get like a hundred percent buy-in. Yeah. And the other thing is also like, it's, it, the orders aren't specific, right? It's, it's called like yeah. shelter at home or like lockdown. Yeah, like, yeah. what does that mean? Cause they're saying like, oh, you can go out to go exercise. Like, well, if I live near a beach, I'm going to go <laughs> run on the beach. Right. So, um, yeah. So yeah, yeah it, it wasn't like as precise probably as it could have been. That's good. I I mean, how like because I I think Florida is probably generally warmer than California is. Yeah. Um, so I I I'm hopeful that this thing isn't going to be too bad once the weather starts warming up across the country. But I don't I don't know if we've seen that to be the case in, in places like Florida and uh -huh. Texas, you know what I mean. Right. So, so quick little background. So I actually work in healthcare. I uh, work. I run a small like senior community. Um, that's like true. Um, but it, it still depends on kind of social distancing because like, let's say like you cough out like, you know, droplets, mm -hmm. um, you know, in going six feet or whatever, like it won't just last as long when it's out in the sun, but if it gets inside of you right away, cause you're like next to someone, it doesn't matter how hot it is. Uh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. 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 So that's, that, that's the balance. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. Like I think, um, like it, it is probably true to some extent, like at least what, like um, doctors and scientists are saying is that mm -hmm. the weather, humidity, heat, and the sun will like, well, yeah, will slow it down, but it's only going to slow down like how long it lasts on a surface. Mm -hmm. If it goes from you to me, it's, <laughs> there's no sun in between. Yeah. 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 No, that's fair. That's, that's well, a direct flight. <laughs> yeah. Good point. Good point. Right, so, you, yeah. I mean, your perspective probably is, uh, well, definitely much more informed than mine, but I'm, I'm assuming uh -huh. much more informed than uh others in terms of its uniqueness because you said you you do work in healthcare so what has that been like for you like have, has there been a lot of changes like work-wise like what like uh, what's your life like right now i mean for uh -huh. me for me i'm just i'm just kind of staying at home and and writing it out and you know uh -huh. but um i feel like you're you're partially on the front line so how, how's that been for you yeah yeah i'm i'm not like a nurse or a doctor so i'm not on the front line um i, 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 I do yeah. Oh, but you're like you're more closely connected than I am. Yeah, I'm like you know, like right behind them, maybe. <laughs> but um, uh, like so, I, like I run a like a 26 bed senior community, um, mm -hmm. and my job is to, like make sure everyone like I run the business operations for it. That includes like procurement too. Like mm -hmm. make sure everyone's staffed, everyone has the supplies they need. So right now, um, my life is probably similar to like uh, or more similar at least like everyone else in like quarantine. In the very beginning, though, it was like crazy hectic. Yeah. Because there were surge lives like PPE, 
mm -hmm. shortage of like bath products, which I just didn't understand. Um, there was a run on food. Toilet paper thing, man. Yeah. Um, but fortunately, like, you know, um, so the first like two and a half weeks, my life was like very hectic. Like, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I would spend like all night scouring the internet for like supplies, wake up in the morning and then like run to warehouses to like try to find them. That's, you know, like gloves, masks, yeah, yeah. sanitizer, cleaning fluids. Um, and then sort of for a period, like there was a, a period where like I couldn't find food, which I didn't understand. Um, oh. So I, yeah. What's, what is your, what is the food situation like? Are you, are you, I'm assuming you're probably just buying a lot of stuff in bulk or how does that work? Yeah. So we, we typically buy from like restaurant vendors, mm -hmm. um, either direct from like uh, Gordon food service or to like, uh, like something, someone like restaurant Depot who aggregates yeah, very yeah. large yeah. quantities from like farmers or other suppliers. Um, so for the most part, that was fine, but there was like, I think three days where like, they sold out of everything for some reason. Um, and that was mostly actually like retailers buying it from them to like resell. Yeah. Um, but the supply, I mean, the supply chain is like, completely intact. Like I, I remember I put like a, like I tweeted and I think I put it on Instagram too. Like, cause like everyone was running, like thinking there was many like around the food and they're like bottled water was being bought up. Um, it ran me like a hurricane down here. And I was just like, just taking pictures in the warehouse. I was at, I was like, guys, there's like. A whole pallet of chicken and i think a pallet is like 144 units and each unit is 40 pounds so that's like yeah, yeah. four thousand pounds of chicken and like <laughs> you know um so uh i guess people don't eat chicken um, when it's uh emergency situation right yeah oh do you know what's actually funny because march madness is canceled anyone's watching sports mm -hmm. um the price of chickenings actually like collapsed <laughs> because there's so many chickenings available uh, oh my gosh i didn't yeah <laughs> Well, I should be. Wait, I haven't seen these chicken prices uh, lower uh -huh. in my area. I would. Well, I, well like uh, grocery stores have a different supply chain than like us. Uh, like, uh, yeah. So like, I would need to check like the Costco business center, or Restaurant Depot. Or something. Yeah, like maybe that, like Restaurant Depot for sure. Like I noticed, like the mm -hmm. uh, the wing prices were like down a lot, like thirty, forty cents per pound. Interesting. Um, okay. Yeah. That's that's crazy. Like to me, I remember the day that the NBA like. Not, not necessarily canceled, but just like shut down operations for a bit. Yeah. Um, and and then like obviously March Madness and all this, and it was just like this this rolling, mm -hmm. this, this snowball effect of like everything kind of getting canceled. I just I can't. It's tough for me to imagine like when things will be back up and running. Now for me, I'd say that the sport that I follow most is is football. So I'm yeah, same. <laughs> I'm hoping things will be back by September. By, by September, but I don't know, man. I just I feel like even if I was a if I was just a fan, or I mean I am a fan, but like. I don't know that I would be comfortable going to a stadium with like 60,000 people mm -hmm. by, by September. Um, wait, yeah, so, so how's your team down in Florida then? Um, I am unfortunately, well, I have a lot of hope and flow, but like I'm a Dolphins fan. Dolphins, okay. And then on in the NBA, like a Heat fan. Okay. Uh, sure. I kind of root for Atlanta teams every now and then, if uh, depending on like who's playing. I went to school in Atlanta. So. Oh, Atlanta. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. All right. Dolphins. Uh, dude, you got Tom Brady's out. It's a, it's Dude, he's in he's in Florida. He's in Tampa Bay. <laughs> well, he's well, but he's he's completely out of the NFC. He's out of the right. That's out, true. Out, yeah, out, out of the AFC and uh -huh. definitely out of the AFC East. East. Yeah. Um, I feel like this is this is the year, man. Which which is kind of funny because like they were the only team we'd actually ever beat. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like the Dolphins. Dolphins. We would lose like the worst teams. Like we lose like. I don't know, like the Detroit Lions, but then we'd beat the Pats like the weekend after. Maybe like, Patriots probably just never taking it seriously. I don't know. Yeah, that could be it. Uh, Belichick just like running, like it's like a preseason game. He's just running whoever to like get him experience. <laughs> Who's uh, how, how's the team looking this year? Um, I think they're doing a lot of building. Like uh, the new coach Brian Flores, mm -hmm. like he's doing a lot. Like um, I forgot who's they traded Tannehill because he was uh, yeah yeah um he was with the other team he's in Titans right now and he's like living his best life. He's like crushing yeah. it. Um, so Ryan Fitzpatrick is our current quarterback. Oh, Fitzmagic. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Magic. <laughs> and then, you know, we have some good draft picks. So, you know, see who um, we're supposed to potentially pick up Tua, but like he's been really injury prone. So I don't know how I feel about that. Mm. Um, yeah. So, but Brian, Fl Brian Flores, sorry, you saying? Yeah. Like he's, um, I, it's really like some random stuff. Like I met some players on the team and like one of them is like a good friend of mine now. Uh, and he's, he's like, yeah, um, <laughs> we ended up taking like a, like a networking business trip together in, a, in of sorts, um, and then stay in touch. Um, but are you allowed to yeah. say his name or no? I'm not sure. So I will I not for the time period. Let's, uh, let's, uh, I, I'd like to do as little editing as possible. So don't say anything you'd regret. <laughs> yeah. Um, mm -hmm. so, uh, 
what were we talking about? Oh, right. I feel like the Bills were the only ones that were doing decent last year because they did. I don't even remember if they made the playoffs or not. No, they didn't. They were a wild card. They didn't make it in. They were a wild card. I think the, actually the Pats beat them. Um, yeah. So I I don't know. I feel like it's 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 okay. I'm I'm actually really excited to see how the AFC East kind of shakes out. I'm I'm very curious to see how Tampa Bay does. I'm very curious uh-huh. to see how the Patriots do without Brady. Um, I you know I'm. I, I am a Tom Brady fan, not necessarily of of him as a person, but it's I think it's kind of cool to see yeah. one of the greatest teams, mm-hmm. uh, or well, the, one of the greatest quarterbacks, 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 and one of the greatest teams. Like I mean, they they kind of dominated the sport on and off for twenty years, which is which is nuts. So I'm just interested to see how things shake out as they go their separate ways now. But mm-hmm. um, and then Brady's also just like a phenomenal athlete. Like he does, man. People, I mean, yeah, credit for that. Uh, right here, and like his discipline his dedication yeah uh love, love him or hate him he's like mid 40s like i with my body right now mid 30s i can't imagine being in the NFL yeah. and playing like i can't even imagine playing pickup basketball anymore that's how sad it is <laughs> right dude i started um like running outside more um and like what i used to do before is i do like interval sprints on like a treadmill yeah yeah and for some reason, like they're much harder, like on concrete and like with air resistance. <laughs> like, um, where were you doing them before? Just like you know, like in a gym, right? Like on a treadmill. Oh, in a gym, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah. So like, I don't know what it is, man. Like, but I feel you. Like, I started like doing intervals outside. And I was like, why is this so much harder? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I for some reason, like, I never got comfortable running on a treadmill. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never felt like it was giving me. I don't know, like a full workout. I just, I felt like I was kind of just jumping in place, if that makes sense. Yeah. For some reason, I always preferred running outside. So it's just living, living in Chicago as I, as I was before moving out here. Like you can only do that like three to four months out of the year, unless you, I was never going to be one of those dudes that's like totally packed out in gear and running outside in the mm-hmm. snow. Yeah. So mm-hmm. is, is what's your workout routine now um, that you're under quarantine or under lockdown? Or it sounds like you're going out still. Well, I, like I said, like the first two and a half weeks were like crazy hectic, and I was like yeah. going out. Um, I like still go out now, like two or three times a week to work, and you know just make sure everything's taken care of. And sometimes I'll have to head to like a warehouse or something like that. Um, but you know, workout wise, it's like a lot of cardio, like you know, running outside. Um, like so, I'm uh, quarantining my parents' home. Um, we all decided to do it here. Um, so my siblings came here too. Yeah. So we have a elliptical. Yeah. Well initially we were like, yeah, that makes sense. But then I was like, wait, I'm going out a lot. Oh, uh, my, my nanny's, my grandma's here. I guess that's um, true. Yeah, so like. Because so on the flip side, right? Like obviously my, my parents are back in Chicago. My brother's there. Yeah. And mm-hmm. like, I feel uncomfortable every time he goes to visit them. And he'll go like once a week or once every two weeks. And then like, mm-hmm. he wasn't feeling well for a bit. And I was like, dude, you stay home. Don't even think about yeah. that. My parents like, do not go anywhere near him. So, like, because it's just, you know, they're in, like, different circles, right? My parents are retired, so they stay at home the entire time. But right, right. He's, he's still got to run out and take care of things. Uh-huh. But at least yeah, you're it's... all together to a certain extent. Yeah. I mean, the quality time has been great. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Um, more, like, more so than I thought it would be. Like, I thought we'd be a little bit at each other's throats. But it's the end of the that's world. That's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a, it's, a, it, it's, a, it's a snow day plus, like, 9-11. Like, you know? Yeah, man. It's 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 too crazy like i i cannot believe it's it's almost surreal to be living through something like mm-hmm. this right um yeah we're living through a global pandemic it's like like you know all of humanity is dealing with it mm-hmm. and you know the level of crisis like like you know like nothing can prepare you for it because it's here you're saying it's good quality time though yeah because you know we're all around each other like um so we typically use like my brother's working remotely my sister's doing she's in the school so she's doing classes remotely mm-hmm. um my mom being a physician is going out to see patients as necessary yeah. and then doing a lot of telemedicine. Uh, and my dad also has to go out every now and then. Um, so like, you know, during the week we are doing kind of like our own thing. Yeah. And then um, like on Saturdays, my siblings and I, we cook like something special. Nice. Like this Saturday, yesterday we did like lamb chops and salmon. Uh, like one point we did steak, like whatever, you know, watch a movie. Okay. Yo, come through, man. Lamb chops and salmon. That sounds delicious. Yeah. That's <laughs> out. We're, we we like cooked a bunch of stuff and then froze it and we're like, well, we'll just kind of like pick from it as we go along. We're, we got to do a little bit more cooking. Uh, that's not a bad idea. Uh, I've actually saw like a, um, a lot of my friends in New York, like a lot of restaurants, what they're doing is um, instead of sending you meals, we'll charge you for like the ingredients and you can make them at home as like an activity. Which oh, is cool. That is, 
I, I was hearing a lot of restaurants were just selling ingredients as like groceries now, just because oh, okay. they, they had an, had an access or sorry, mm-hmm. not access, but access of supply and we're mm-hmm. trying to, trying to get rid of them. But that's actually kind of a fun thing to do. It's like a, what's that home chef or, um, uh, I, uh, Blue yeah, Blue Apron. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, there's, there's a, there's a couple of them out there that mm-hmm. I like we tried. Um, that we've so we've done that we we Dude, i did blue even like twice and i was like you know how they say like meal prep times yeah it's like 27 minutes and then like me and my roommates were doing it and it took us like three hours <laughs> <laughs> i was like why is this so difficult I, you'd think it'd be easier right I, right so here's the thing right like i i i think it's just me personally because I, I i like the idea of it uh, and I think mm-hmm. for, for people who want to cook, but don't necessarily have the time to like get all the ingredients and like kind of plan ahead, like it makes sense. And my wife is a big fan of it. Yeah. But, but like every time I had to do it, I was just like, wait, I'm paying to cook my own food. And it's not even that cheap. And I was like, I'd rather like if, for the money I'm spending, I'd rather just like go eat out somewhere and have somebody prepare it for me. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so I, don't get me wrong. It, it's it's a really cool thing to do, and when when we do it together, it's it, there's like fun elements to it. But like yeah, yeah, like like you were saying, the whole like prep time and cook or not necessarily cook time, but like prep time. I'm just like, oh my gosh, like what? Like this is taking way too long. Like when I like when I come home and I want to eat, like I want to eat. <laughs> I'm ready to go. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to prep food for like an hour and a half. Right. I'm so glad. Like I'm not the only one that took like four times as long to make each of those meals because we never could figure it out. Like why is it taking us all so long? <laughs> so it, if when, if my wife is there and we're doing it together like she's on top of it uh-huh. okay no oh, forget about it man i'm gonna take too long i'm just gonna i'm just gonna heat something up from the freezer maybe that's what we we're missing it was like me and a bunch of dudes so maybe we didn't know what we we're doing probably i we just i don't we weren't i i, I at least for me i wasn't born with those skills i don't mm-hmm. know actually it's not it's not even a skill i feel like it's patience to understand and explore more of the kitchen which is yeah. something that quarantine has been nice for, right? Because like I actually don't mind cooking, but like mm-hmm. I have a very limited selection of things that I like, right? Like yeah. I can make I can make an omelet, I can I can make some like ground beef stir fry, um, I, you know what I mean? So it's, it's like really specific things that like I know I can throw on uh, the grill or something like that, like be ready to eat in like 15 minutes. But like if, it's, if I gotta put too much mental energy in, mm-hmm. I'm in the right mood for it, or like I said quarantine has been kind of nice because it's like oh okay well i got all this extra time at home anyway so yeah let's see let's try adding a, a taste of this and a dash of that and let's see what what random ingredients we can throw together in the from the fridge dude with omelet and like stir fry though like you're you're set you can survive the apocalypse right that's, that's yeah I, I bought like six dozen eggs and i was like, like i think i'm good for <laughs> i think, I think six i'm good dozen for eggs <laughs> well, sorry guys i'm not hoarding i just really like eggs because I can go, I can go to, to be like, fair though. Like, six dozen is actually where they come in if you buy them in bulk. That's where they come oh, in in cost. Oh, I, five dozen, whatever. Actually, yeah, you, you are right. Um, have you so we've been doing a lot of prime fresh? I don't know if you've tried uh-huh. it out yet. It's, it, I mean, it's such it, it, it doesn't exist in, the, in our area. Oh, really? Do you guys yeah, have Instacart or anything? Yeah, we have Instacart. Instacart. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we discovered prime fresh like earlier this year, and uh-huh. that's been a game changer for us. And then, like, obviously, once. Once COVID hit now, like there's like barely any windows or you have to like really fight to get a window. But mm-hmm. I don't know, man, like for me, I know it's, I know I'm paying more probably in certain areas, but there are a lot of things on there that are really, really comparable to, to prices when you go like shopping at a regular grocery store. And I was like, I don't want to deal with LA traffic just to go like 15, oh, yeah. 15 minutes to the grocery store and then walk the aisles. Like I'd rather just like grocery shop from my pajamas in my bed. Yeah, I, I think like, but that's like, like the values there is like for LA, right? Like that oh, you, yeah. you're missing 45 minutes of traffic potentially. No, it's, mm-hmm. I, to me, to me, I'm, I'm really enjoying it right now. And I don't know, man, I feel like Amazon's going to come out a huge winner from this. Like people are just going to be like, yeah, if I don't need to go out, I'll pay a little extra just to order something online and bring it here. Have it Yeah. I was, I was actually like thinking about that. Cause I, I was reading, I'm reading this book called habit and it's okay. talking about how, Who, um, uh, Charles Duhigg, D-H-U-I. Oh. I G G. I'm thinking of a different book. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Uh-huh. Yeah, but it talks about basically like, you know how ha- like bad habits for going to like fast foods, uh, fast food restaurants are created. You go from once a month to once a week to one, like basically like every two three times a week. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but the reverse can also be true. Like if a McDonald's in a certain area closes down, most of those people don't actually switch to Burger King. They actually end up eating at home. So 
given that we've actually yeah, yeah that's a really interesting concept like that's why um he goes into the whole thing about like how mcdonald's it's super standardized because it's giving cues to your brain okay. so they look all the same the colors are all the same when you get there they'll say the same thing to you the menus all look the same wherever you are uh because they want your brain to have a cue that like you driving down this road at this time feeling this way will cue you to go to mcdonald's yeah and then you you already know what you're gonna order like you yeah have, exactly you know, like you have your thing yeah you don't even think about it you order like a number right you're like number six uh, <laughs> I, uh, I thought about that yeah um and then he was but he goes into like if they're actually closed down the habit immediately breaks because those cues like there's nothing to trigger your brain so you don't actually even end up going like a burger king or like kfc you just end up going like just having dinner at home so you know we've like a lot of places have been under uh, shelter in place for like four weeks so that means those habits are probably broken yeah. so there's a strong opportunity that like, like those people will actually end, potentially keep having dinner at home and they've gotten used to like amazon prime or like do it, having well, groceries they're, they're, they're online different habits now right or right exactly and they've weeks. and four weeks a month is about how long you need to like establish a new habit mm -hmm. so there might be a whole like like slew of like missing customers from like fast food chains or restaurants or whatnot because people have learned how to do groceries either like in the store or, or online that have been cooking dinner have started and then like with the banana bread challenge of like actually being like getting good at it like, yeah, yeah um so that could be like some interesting implications for the economy I, th there's going to be some real like long-term implication from this i feel like oh yeah uh, you know and uh, something you i even wanted to touch upon what you're saying earlier with like telemedicine like i feel like telemedicine is going to be huge after this and only for the simple fact that it's just like you know props to all the healthcare workers out there, people on the front lines, like they are, they are totally putting their, themselves and their bodies at risk every single day. And it's going to be one of those things where I feel like, oh, okay, well, if we were able to do telemedicine before, why would I risk my body if somebody's sick? You know what I mean? Like during, during mm -hmm. normal times, like why not, why not just, if they can. Or just better, or better efficiency, right? For better efficiency, right? Like they don't have to leave their homes. I don't have to like come into contact with somebody who's sick. I feel like telemedicine's I mean, and, and telemedicine is, is just kind of like the offshoot of like remote working in general, right? I feel like mm -hmm. all these companies that have been pushed to go remote or have work from home. Right. Uh, it's like that I, meme that said like that email could have been, a, uh, or sorry, that meeting could have been an email. Been an e email, yeah. 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 So mm -hmm. I, I, I just, I wonder, and you know, we don't really know where the economy is going to be after this, right? With unemployment and all that. So I just wonder how uh -huh. many, how many offices, I was just talking to my brother about this recently. I was like, how many offices are going to close down? Not necessarily because like the company needs to, but it's because the company feels like they can save money knowing that their right. employees are yeah. working from home with the same productivity, but now they don't have to pay like tens of thousands of dollars in rent every month. For rent, yeah. Yeah. Or like downsize to a smaller facility. You know what I mean? Like, uh -huh. I, feel, I feel like there's going to be a lot of fiscal changes for companies, um, probably medium to large size companies as this goes on. I'm, I'm going to be curious to see how that, that works itself out. Yeah, that's definitely true. Like, um, the other thing I do is actually like, um, so for background for anyone listening, or um, is, you know, I run a small investment fund. So we do, mm -hmm. we have the healthcare investment, we do real estate, and I also do like startup investments. Mm -hmm. And like everything you're touching on is like gonna be like, is in some way coming true. Um, so- oh, cool. Yeah, please, please share, yeah, so, I wanna know. So for instance, you know, like you're right, like there's gonna be downsizing of real estate because there's no longer need for those assets mm -hmm. because, you know, like if you have a 10,000 person workforce, you can just tell them, hey, we're going to actually have like hotel desks. You only need to come to the office when you need to. Yep. Uh, and the rest of the time you can work from home. People to a certain extent will also like, like that. You combine, you combine that with the onset of like 5G. Um, Cause you know, like before the issue was, do you have good enough internet access to do everything like you can? And even with like, like fiber optics and whatnot, it wasn't, but with like 5G, that's like, you're going to be able to do like, you know, be connected to your office, like in traffic as you are like at your desk. Yeah. Yeah. And Even then you stuff I'm hearing mm -hmm. about 5G is incredible. Like, I mean, if it, if uh -huh. it lives up to all this hype, I feel like it's going to be such a game yeah. changer. Well, even if it doesn't, like the next generation, which is going to be another just three years away, mm -hmm. 6G, um, <laughs> that will leave up, that will live up to, like, right? That's going to be even yeah, faster. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, you know, you combine that with, you know, like ca owners of capital, like factory owners, business, like CEOs. They're looking at like you know their supply chains and their manufacturing their capabilities and saying okay, so like how do I make sure like next time this happens I can stay in business? Mm -hmm. That's more automation. Robots can't keep, catch Corona, so they're gonna you know like it's gonna spur a lot more automation. Mm -hmm. um, 
so and then the other thing that i was thinking about is like really interesting is that you know a lot of people a lot of students are doing traditional education online now so that means they're going to eventually start getting more comfortable with online learning yep. so does that spur things like udemy and other online learning platforms where people oh, can yeah I, mean, I like so the thing is like i mean i i know mm -hmm. i'm like i have a, a younger cousin in college still and he's like mm -hmm. doing all of his classes online but i I was thinking about the long-term implications for a lot of business, but I haven't really thought about schools and, and how education yeah. is just going to be totally transformed by this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So are you, are you seeing a lot of stuff? Uh, are you seeing a lot of uh, innovation in the startup space? Are people starting to think about like, okay, can we capitalize on where the trends are currently and where, I mean, cause like they're talking about social distancing and just mm -hmm. this, Corona hangover effect lasting through 2021, right? Or all the way through to 2021. So I feel like there, there's going to be some time here for now. Like, I mean, look, look at Zoom, right? Zoom is doing fantastic with all their like, yeah. so, so I just feel like there's going to be companies that can really come out of this. Uh, if, if not, and, and not, not to, not to make them sound like opportunistic, but the thing is like, there are opportunities here to kind of really push the envelope forward in terms of, of how we as a society technologically take that step into what corporate and non-corporate work look like. You know what I mean? Yeah. hundred um, percent. Are you familiar with like Netflix party? Yeah. Yeah. That's the one where like everybody's just chatting. They, do they? Yeah. That's real fast. Yeah. That's, that's not an official Netflix thing. That's like someone else just made it and they made it as a plugin oh, to like a, a Chrome a browser. Extension, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah oh, exactly. That, that wasn't Netflix. It's not, that's not Netflix. That's uh, at least as far as I can, uh, as far as I know. Okay. Uh, but Netflix should probably definitely look at buying them. Um, Cause even after like quarantine, like it's a cool way to like, just, you know, mm -hmm. just Netflix and chill, but like not necessarily have to be anywhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, everybody can be at home or you can be across the country. Yeah. Cause, cause like even aside from like being out of quarantine and the pandemic, like you're in LA, right? Like you want to go from like the OC to, I don't know, like somewhere in like near Malibu. That's like a 90 minute, like, like, like that's like if 90 minute lucky. drive. Right. If yeah. Lucky, yeah. You know, so the, like just remote work itself has like the potential to like reduce all that inefficiency that your mm -hmm. time lost. Also like the impact of like the environment yep. and also like, you know, well, enable laziness or instead of hanging out with friends like there, you do it from here. It's like, hey, mm -hmm. we'll, all, we'll all just like jump on on Netflix at the same time. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's funny. It's funny you mentioned that specifically about LA because my, um, I was talking with someone, this is like last year. So well before any of this corona stuff happened and he was just like, if company, if like, if LA took a really good look at, you know, just work from home policies for a lot of the companies here, that would clear up the two things. It would clear up traffic and clear, you know, have a lot of environmental impact and make mm -hmm. commuting and commuting around LA so much easier once, once we can kind of get to that level. So now, especially with Corona, uh, the, the COVID happening here and, and all that going on, dude, LA is dead, man. Like I can drive from one side of the city to the other in like 20 minutes. It's nuts. So I'm just wondering how, like, it's going to be a, obviously a slow ramp up back to whatever it was, but I, I'm hopeful that, you know, it won't get back to that level. Yeah. So it's an interesting thing. So we'll see. Yeah. Netflix. So Netflix party, um, I was seeing even like Twitch was doing something recently where like you can watch like stuff with your, your followers. Like I've, I've heard the numbers on Twitch have exploded now, Twitch and YouTube, because people are just yeah. um, like <laughs> just running out of things to watch on Netflix, I guess. Right. Or you know, like you know, like or some of the stuff you're doing where you're like hosting parties over YouTube. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like like so many couples, like you know, like they wanna like go out ish, but like not kind of deal with like, you know, the lines, mm -hmm. the you know, the deep bag doorman. Um so now as like a DJ, like you can like just stream your party. Yeah, well I so I just got into the the DJing stuff, but yeah, hundred yeah. percent. It's kind of nice to just like do it from my bedroom here with, with mm -hmm. my pajamas on, right? Like it's, it's-, it's well, Did you see like um, T-Pain and Lil Jon did it? Like did it over Instagram live? They're like a few hundred thousand people on there. Dude, like it's, it, there have been these like virtual festivals that have been popping up where it's just like people, yeah. you know, like, and like big name artists are starting to do now either like concerts or like DJs are, are doing stuff similar to that. So I, I, I hadn't heard about T-Pain and Lil Jon specifically, but I mm -hmm. saw the headline for an article that had the lineup for this weekend, right? So April 17, 18, and 19, and telling you when uh, artists had announced that they were going to jump on Instagram Live or on YouTube or on Twitch or something to kind of like host a virtual concert. So I, yeah. I, I feel like as, a, as, a, as an independent artist, like it's tough 
in the sense that like, okay, well, if all the major label artists are going to be jumping on, like, okay, well, there go all the time slots throughout the weekend, right? Like these guys should be out, yeah. <laughs> these guys should, should be out touring and people should be out at their shows so that yeah, yeah. small artists like myself can eat up the attention on the weekends. But if they're all out doing their own thing, we'll see how saturated it gets until the, until, um, mm-hmm. you know, the live music scene starts to open up a little bit more. Right. But I can also, I mean, it's going to also bring your platforms like attention and make it normalize it. Cause you know, like how many people are like, why would I listen to a DJ in my living room? Yep. And you know, like, cause their only experience with DJs or artists is in a venue, in a festival, in a concert. But now they're like, oh, actually like the quality of uh, Twitch and YouTube is actually really good. Like mm-hmm. I don't necessarily mind doing that. And then, hey, like I can do like post pandemic, like I can do this, 10 of my friends, yeah. have all the stuff we need, food, water, whatever. And I don't need to like, you know, camp out somewhere yeah. get muddy get rained on deal with a bunch of uh, people inside of uh, yeah exactly wild. yeah no I, I to me i think there's there's going to be some really cool things that come out of it um mm-hmm. exactly like what you're saying yeah and i think the way it'll play out is that i don't say like there will be some canalization where like some people who are buying concert tickets and going will opt to like do the stream but i think this will actually open up a bigger segment of the population who basically stop going to festivals. Um, like I haven't like, necessarily, I'm not necessarily opposed to it, but like the amount of coordination I would need to go to a festival is like much higher now oh, yeah. than say when I was like in my mid twenties, right? Um, whereas, but you know, like if someone was like, hey, like you could do this for like 10 of your friends in the living room, I'd be like, I'd be like way more up for that. <laughs> it's like, oh, here's here's a link, <laughs> just pop it up and like you could still do whatever you were doing around the house if you just have it on, right? Yeah, um, and then like, if you think about it, like if it's like, let's say a link is like, say like, you know, like a thousand bucks, you spend it with 10 people is like a hundred dollars. I wasn't even thinking that like a lot. I feel like a lot of, especially for like Twitch, right? Like a lot of that is just mm-hmm. advertising revenue. And then you'll have people who right. jump in and like donate or whatever. But yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I could totally see, I could totally see it being monetized from that level now too. It's just, I don't know how, I mean, stuff like that would get, I feel like abused easily, right? Like any type of digital product. Um, yeah. I mean, that's like anything though, right? Like, yeah. like I know like everyone hates on like social media for the like negative psych like impact you can have on your psyche but I mean, it's like anything else right like before social media it was television like watching too much tv like hurt like mm-hmm. you know was bad for you just don't watch that much tv <laughs> like yeah, yeah, yeah. obviously everyone's gonna make pro- like their product as addictive as possible you just have to have like learn to self-discipline mm-hmm. to you know avoid that yeah i i think the best uh it's interesting you bring that up because I, I feel like the best argument that i've heard <laughs> It's not the technology. It's just our relationship with technology, right? It's just that building, mm-hmm. going back to habits, right? Building, what, what type of habits are you building? Yeah. What type of relationship, positive or negative, are you having with, with this technology? Because 100%, dude, when we were growing up, I don't know I don't know if there are people in your community, but like they were like, dude, TV is literally the devil. That's, that's what I saw, right? Yeah. You, watch, you watch too much TV. And now I'm sure there are a lot of people saying like, oh my gosh, like social media. Oh, like like Instagram is the devil, right? Yeah, like, like it's evil. Like you should, so like, it's it's gonna whatever and and what's coming next like virtual and augmented reality like people are gonna be like yeah. oh you you don't even want to see the real world anymore you want to be trapped in this uh little uh, ready player one right like yeah, ready player one oh dude i love it man I, I got a vr headset it's it's one of the coolest things ever uh-huh. i don't have any gear yet but i remember um you know najim in uh in shy yeah sure yeah like you try that? yeah so whatever set he has like we tried it on and you tried to freak me out with a spider, but it didn't quite work. I was too, I was like, too impressed with like everything going on. We we're like, this spider showed up. I was like, oh, cool. There's a spider here. <laughs> yeah, man. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's incredible. I like, I, cause Najib and I actually got into it roughly around the same time. Um, mm-hmm. but they have, they have one that's like wireless now, the Oculus Quest, which I've been using. Yeah. And it's, I don't know, man. It's just, it's, it's game changing to me. Like, I, I get into it. I'm just like, oh, dude, this is the future. Like, the graphics aren't there yet fully. Right. And, but the experience mm-hmm. and like the, the the amount of immersion that you have is it's it's out of this world. Like, because I'm assuming the spider one you did was the one where you like you on the plank, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Rich, I think right, you know, right. these planks. Are, so like the thing is like you're obviously standing in someone's living room, but man, like uh-huh. looking down, I still feel I get that feeling like viscerally in my yeah. stomach of like, oh god, right. like, I don't want to take a step to the right or left. I gotta I gotta stay off this plank. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's right. Like, Technology, technology is something else, man. It's really cool. Yeah, it's gonna be really cool to see what the applications of that are now. Like right now, all that's like, um, like recreational for the most part. But you know, like language, um, 
like you know like like teaching someone language mm-hmm. like what like that kind of immersion can like do someone for 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 you That's or true. you know like practicing surgeries um practicing other skill sets mm-hmm. um prior to you actually like doing it i saw there so there was an app that uh i got to test out for like the vr thing where it was um mm-hmm. it was essentially you could they, they replicated how to take an x-ray on a foot right they replicated the a certain and specific type of machine that does that and so you could mm-hmm. actually train how to take like you you have someone's foot there right and it's just like you can position it however you need to position it and then go and like use the machine as if you were using it in real life right like they had the buttons kind of mapped out the same exact way and then you would get like a printout of exactly what what you're pointing at and what the x-ray would look like and i remember talking to the developer for it and he like the benefit of that is that like you're almost encouraged to make mistakes, right? Like when you, if when you're dealing with someone's when an actual human's foot, you, you you can't just be messing around and being like, okay, I want to like take a bunch of different X-rays at all these different angles to learn what not to do because that's just as valuable as learning what to do. Um, but now right. if you're doing if you're doing it in in VR, you can kind of see like, oh, okay, like if I position it ten degrees off, this is what it looks like, and I know to recognize that this is an incorrect way to like diagnose uh, what's wrong with this foot. So it, yeah, implica- implications of it like blew my mind because I was like. The medical field, education in general, I I feel like you know we were just talking about um, telework, right? <clears throat> and and all these mm-hmm. like Zoom meetings people are having, like, dude, at some point, like, you're gonna be able to put on glasses or goggles this size, and it's gonna be like you're sitting at a table with someone else, uh, and you're gonna be able to see it, it's gonna map facial expressions and I, like all this stuff that I'm reading is this is gonna be happening within the next ten to fifteen years, which I know seems like a long time, but that's still within our lifetimes, which is nuts. Yeah, I don't definitely don't think that's actually that long of a time. And then, dude, and if you pair it with like robotics, because you know they're doing remote surgeries with robots now, can you imagine? You know, um, you know, like sending workers into like like semi dangerous environments because mm-hmm. they need to fix stuff. You know, like down in pipes, uh, sewers, yeah. underwater, um, like oil rigs. Mm-hmm. Like that's gonna be a game changer where they don't actually have to be there. It's like a drone, or like a robot that's going there, and you're just getting a VR representation, and you're just like. And that's you know, manipulating it exactly because that's that's totally different from like just using like a little controller right like if you can actually yeah. get your hands or like see it in real time or not mm-hmm. in real time, but like in uh at scale i feel like that that would be pretty cool too yeah exactly dude so I, are, you, are you do you follow tech quite a bit since you're on the startup side or like what's your what's, what's um how do, how do you keep yourself like, busier or uh, up to date with it uh most of like how I learn about new tech is through like most of my investing activities. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's actually what I really like about it is like, le- like meeting entrepreneurs, hearing their story, g- getting a feel for their drive, but also like learning about all the cool stuff they're working on. Yeah. Um, you know, like the last company I invested in was is an, electric co- is an electric vehicle company, but primarily like tr- uh, trucks and um, SUVs. Oh, nice. Um, so, you know, like implications for that for like delivery services. Mm-hmm. If you can make a car that's electric powered, so it can stay on the road longer potentially, mm-hmm. um, give it a solar roof maybe, uh, and then you can attach a bunch of drones to it. Like you can have like like all kinds of locations. What would um, the drones be doing? Making deliveries. Oh, the drones would be making deliveries. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So it's still a person driving it, but like driving it through a neighborhood, and then drones slowly come off the car, drop it off, come back in. Yeah, I I mean. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm all for the electric car movement. I feel like my mm-hmm. next car, I really want to jump on the bandwagon. I, it's probably just the the California spirit getting into me, but um, yeah, I like it's it's like night and day. Like I feel like you but California spirit, which way? Like in having an electric car or having a motor car so you can drive on the highway? Oh no, having an electric car. <laughs> okay. Wait, I mean California's like road heritage goes both. I mean. Ferrari has a car called California, right? Like, cause you want, you know, you're the top down yeah, on this yeah, yeah, massive expansive, true. like, you know, okay, no, uh, PCH one. De- definitely not me. I, I feel like I, I, I moved here and every other car I saw was a Tesla and it was just like, okay, yeah. this, this is like really a thing here, but it's, mm-hmm. it's not just that. I feel like the, they're really good in terms of having a lot of infrastructure where it's like, just like gas stations, they have charging stations like every couple of blocks now. Right. Or maybe not as common, but it's going to get to that point where like, if, my current apartment, I, we don't have like the the ability to charge like in the garage that we have here. But I, I feel mm-hmm. like my next car, if I had an apartment that would allow for charging, I would totally go for it. Um, and now, like I was saying, with with the charging stations, it's like okay, well, maybe do I even need to wait for that? Like, can I be part of this green movement earlier? 
and just go like charging station to charging station, which it's like six bucks to do. Like, a, I mean, it takes like 30 minutes from what I read, like to do a full right. charge in your car. So you got to like plan ahead a little bit, but, but the other thing is also like, you could have that in your homes, right? Yeah, so yeah, exactly. you pull up, you pop it in overnight. It's not like, cause you know, yeah, yeah. yeah no, exactly. Well, I, I was just saying, can I, I was wondering if I could get away with it without having one in my home, right? Like well, but you're charging that you're talking about, those are like kind of like supercharging stations. Yeah. yeah like if you right. just have like a regular, like regular it may charging. take eight hours, mm -hmm. but you plug, you, you plug it in overnight. It's not gonna make a difference to you. No, that, so that would be, that would be the ideal situation. I'm just trying to see yeah. if I can convince myself to get an electric car before I have uh -huh. a plug at home. Like if, if it's feasible to have to be going, you know, basically like a gas yeah. station. I, I think I, Thankfully, my car is running well right now. I don't need a, to get a second one. That's cars. Yeah, and cars then, thankfully and aren't my the, uh, <laughs> Otherwise, that, they are. Oh, they are. Or they not? They, they're not. I mean, I, I love them, but it's it's an expensive hobby that I don't follow. So yeah, I'm kind of a car head. Okay. Um, and the, dude, like electric cars now, like they they're coming with recorded sounds because if you drive a Tesla, like have you ever driven one of those? Like or like an electric car? I I, I haven't like, driven. I've ridden I've ridden them a bunch of times. I, they're silent, which is kind of a yeah, exactly. Like I've test driven one. The completely silent, great pickup. So what they're doing now is actually to make it feel more like a real car, because mm -hmm. like what a lot of like motor enthusiasts crave is like that feedback. Yeah. The engine roaring, a little bit of a pushback on the pedal, all that stuff. Um, Isn't that a little so weird? So is it? Like, we have to like kind of bridge that gap. Like people just aren't going to get used to nice silent cars. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I, forget who, I, I get, I, I get it, because like. If anybody who's ever revved their engine, I totally understand what you're talking about. Uh, well, it's not only like that, but I, I think like I'm trying to remember if it was one of the Ford guys or one of the Ferrari guys. Maybe it was Enzo Ferrari. No, it was someone from Jaguar, I think actually. He said uh, a car is the closest thing we're going to make to something that's alive. <clears throat> and because okay. you know it has, you know, it takes it, it, it like it has to like warm up, parts break down. It only has a certain like useful life. It's like kind of like a person almost. <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, I never thought about it that way. Well, they, mm -hmm. they replaced the, like there are more like there are more parts and pieces in a car than there are in like you know our computers. Mm -hmm. uh, our computers do so much. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No. It's uh, you, you said this is. Did you watch that Ford versus Ferrari movie? I haven't. I want to. It's in my like list of things to watch. I, uh, so I haven't gone there yet. I I, I mean I want to watch it mainly because I'm a I'm a fan of. Christian Bale. So I want to see. Okay. I think I think he sold it ever since he did uh, the Dark Knight trilogy. I, I feel like I have to watch every movie he's in now. <laughs> yeah, he's well. Actually, even like even before that, like in like hindsight, I was thinking about like he was phenomenal in Dark Knight, mm -hmm. and it led me to realize I'm like, wait, actually, he was an American Psycho, and he was, I was like, seen that. Is it good? dude, it's amazing. I mean, really? I've also I also worked on Wall Street, so I like there's certain bias there because it's like okay, one of the okay. movies as like young finance guys. But Christian Bale is like phenomenal in that movie. Really? Okay. I, yeah, I mean, and I, it's from like the eighties, I think, right? I, I know he's like incredibly dedicated because didn't he get down to like eighty pounds for the Machinist or something like that, and then he bulked up yeah. to two hundred for for Batman Begins or something. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No. I mean, mm -hmm. he's he's uh, a lot of respect for him as an actor and, and his dedication. But I I, I got to see American Psycho, so I guess I guess I guess I'm not a full fan of him yet. <laughs> Super fan. Yeah, that's dude. That's like a cult classic. You got to get in there. I've I've heard so many things. It's just it's just tough for me to go back and watch like older movies. Like I feel like I have to like set aside time to do it. My Netflix queue is so backed up as it is. I'm just like, okay, well, uh -huh. I got I got to. I think American Psycho is on Netflix. No, no, oh, okay. Well, I'll I'll add it on there. I'm just saying, like, there's just too much yeah. content, man. It's tough. It's tough to keep up while also just like living life. But I don't know. I it makes it sound like I'm complaining, but there's there's just a lot of good stuff to watch. That's all it is. No, I I, I hear you. Are you are you watching anything good these days? Um, let's see. I was watching. So most of my like I spend time watching is like when I'm on like a like a cardio machine. Mm -hmm. So I just finished watching this thing on Netflix called Hip Hop Evolution, which is really cool. It was about the story of um, about like you know hip hop from New York City to L.A., which ironically L.A. is actually the place where it's commercialized from being like an underground movement. Like, and ironically, it was like gangster rap that did it, not like. Um, and then so it goes through all that and like how it develops in other parts of the country. So that was really interesting. Um, and then I found this other show called Explained. I really like documentaries a lot. Mm, okay. um, uh, or things that are like realistic fictions, like the Narcos series. Narcos is um, 
I'm, I'm in the yeah. middle of the Narcos Mexico right now. The, I watched the uh, first one, one, season one or season two. Season one. There's a second okay. season. Out. Yeah, yeah. There's a second season. Yeah, out. just so, power so. through season one. Season two is almost as good as the original Narcos. Really? Okay. Yeah. So I'm forward to. I, I'm about yeah. I'm about halfway through, and it's it's interesting because um, it's. I don't know. Like, I mean, I, I grew up, you know, you probably a dare kid as well. Like me, like, it's just, you grew up with like, yeah. all the stuff about drugs and, and like now actually learning the backstory and obviously some of it I'm sure is um, romanticized. Embellished. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. But, but it's still like fascinating to see like, Oh, okay. Like this is what everybody was like talking about. Like I was just like a clueless kid back in the day that I had no idea of what was really happening behind the scenes and mm-hmm. the whole like war on drugs. You know what I mean? Like, I, now I'm starting to get a better, better understanding context of it, but I, I agree with you. Like that, the the realistic fiction, I think, is what you called it. Um, yeah, I, I really do enjoy that because the, the first yeah. that the the Pablo Escobar series or the one that the oh that was series, phenomenal, dude, so good, man, so good. And the actor who played Pablo Escobar, I don't know what else he's been in, but like he's he was phenomenal as, as Pablo Escobar. Yeah, he's a great dude. After actually after that series, I think yeah. Um, I went to Colombia with some friends who are Colombian <laughs> and we did a bunch of actually like Pablo, like tourism, tourism sites. Yeah. It was wild. Go? Oh, to actually see um, the places in, in person. Yeah. Well, it, that wasn't, so this is like that networking trip I talked about where it was like mm-hmm. a couple of our friends went, um, and then like where I met that guy. Um, but like, obviously if you're in Colombia, like, 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 you know, like that's like one of the hallmarks to see is like. Pablo's mansion, Pablo's like this, and that. Yeah, yeah. And like these guys were clumsy because, like, what a lot of common government has done now is actually close all those sites off. Mm-hmm. Um, probably rightfully so, because they don't want people to glorify like Pablo Escobar and the yeah. like Cali Cartel and all those guys. Because, you know, in, in Colombia, they're like awful people who killed a bunch of people. Here, we're like, oh, they're like these figures from like fiction almost, yeah. right? Because well, it didn't really impact us in the same way. Mm-hmm. Well, they're definitely so can't... glorified almost in in the like Netflix and broader like the, the U.S. context, right? I don't think they're glorified in Netflix. I think the series was decent enough to say like he was like hurting people, but I definitely think in our culture, right? Like, well, sorry, you know. yeah, sorry, I'm not trying to put Netflix on the spot, but maybe yeah. maybe just like Hollywood in general. Like, you think about like Scarface yeah. and and like how right? Oh, yeah, just, just like cartel or or drug lord, drug camp is where like. There, there's this like romanticized like yeah we know they're evil but there's this badass kind of like image mm-hmm. that they that they represent which which you know even for someone like me it's not that like i identify or want to be someone like that but there's a certain type of respect that is is owed when when they're glorified in that way if that makes sense yeah because they're because you, you hear about the hustler aspect right like mm-hmm. oh yeah, yeah that's um right you know like they're moving x many kilos and then like you know want learning x amount of money you don't realize like the human cost that comes with that. Um, so the government in Colombia actually shut it down, but because like we, we weren't like locals, um, we were actually able to get into a lot of these sites still. So shame on me for still doing it, but like, <laughs> uh, but it was so awesome. Uh, and like a lot of these properties are actually owned by his like, like lieutenants. Oh, so like, really? yeah. So like his, um, like the house he, he had, like he bought some house like in the middle of a lake. I was like mm-hmm. bombed after like four months after moving in there. I mean, it's like it was slightly in um, in narcos. Like they touched upon it very briefly, okay. um, but it's owned now by like one of the guys who's like prominently in narcos. Oh, and you're okay. like, oh, hey. And the dude, yeah, it was there. dude. It was like a wild thing. So like we we did this hike, like hike in the morning, um, up like they have like a mountain that has like 700 some stairs. Um, so we did this hike, and then we go into town to like chill, and they're like, hey, you can do this tour. And we're like, we don't want to do anything other active. So yeah, so we'll do like a water tour, which is just like on a, on a boat. Mm-hmm. Um, so they take us to like his home that he owns, and then we get off, and like our tour guide's going through it, and our tour guide's like a younger guy, probably like twenty five ish, like mid twenties. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're like, by the way, like, is this like a like government property or something? He's like, no, no, no it's privately owned. And we're like, who owns like Pablo's blown up mansion? And he's like, my dad. And he's like, wait, you mean your dad? He's like, what do you mean your dad owns this? And he's like, yeah, my dad's, you know, so and we're like, oh, <laughs> like, oh snap! Was was that a, was that a scary moment for you? Where you're like, should I really be here right now? <laughs> um, it had like so we did like two or three of these tours, and like okay. every time that happened, we're like, huh? <laughs> um, <laughs> but at the same time, like, um, it's I don't like, know, it's it's such a cool like surreal feeling to be like, yeah, and then and then and like those guys are like around, like when we did the like boat tour or whatever, and that guy mm-hmm. was there. 
is like there's like a restaurant like in one of the um like by the dock yeah and like the dude's dad was chilling there um <laughs> I was like, so so the next time we get together if i if i put on uh narcos you can point out which guy he is yeah i, I have pictures with him and like, <laughs> other guys. like um that's actually um, that's actually that's actually a pretty cool experience a very unique one yeah i'm like yeah anyhow yes yeah, i can um but it's i don't know like these guys like i think like most of pablo's family now lives like in chile or argentina mm-hmm. um and they're just like wealthy investors now so it's it's surreal but it's yeah. not necessarily like dangerous because like those people also like being much older don't want to be involved in this right like yeah, yeah. no I, I mean i i i'm always just curious like who like if they worry about people coming through like sniffing around or trying to dig up but at the same time like they probably don't care about you guys if the netflix crew already came through and like found you know what i mean like the netflix, yeah like did did all their research there and found out all the stuff that they needed to find out for the show yeah, and also like i think like you know they're not going to be involved in like what their prior business was like True, yeah this is like a, like a royalty stream almost right like oh you're yeah. coming like we'll charge netflix or whatever it is right yeah. narcos mexico is different because i heard like one of the producers like got hurt do i yeah i heard i heard they killed one of them yeah they, yeah because I, I remember um i forgot Pedro Pascal. yeah those guys are still in the game <laughs> yeah well i mean it was just like last year two years ago you're hearing about el chapo escaping prison right you just can't right they just can't keep, seem to keep him uh keep him down mm-hmm. fascinating stuff man um yeah no Nar- narcos is definitely uh one that i gotta continue right now the wife and i are finishing up uh or catching up on peaky blinders okay so um that one's good she it's it's more of a like 1920s period it, mm-hmm. it's actually very similar and and it's funny because someone else that i was talking to on the podcast mentioned that like all crime dramas on netflix are the same it's just like different place and different people yeah <laughs> it's, it's like i'm seeing a lot of similarities now between like peaky blinders which is like british 1920s crime yeah family, and narcos which is you know 1980s uh columbia or 1990s mexico or whatever it is so uh-huh. also do you um on a lighter note do you watch community i don't i know i i, I know i'm totally missed the boat on that but you, you um, did it it's, it's it's making a comeback because you just got out of netflix did it really okay yeah so, so i can catch up on the whole thing now yeah and it's All probably right. my favorite show one of my favorite shows ever i mean i i'm a i'm a really big fan of um Donald like Charles Gambino. Okay, yeah. Charles, Charles Gambino, and then and then uh, Dan Harmon, who I think was the writer for the show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if you watched Rick and Morty, but he's he's one of the co-creators. Right, of Rick and exactly. Morty, and like uh-huh. ever since finding that out, I was like, oh yeah, I totally missed the boat on Community. I need to go back and watch it at some point. So yeah, all right, well, there goes like several hours of my life. <laughs> <laughs> if if I if I told you like if one of those things were something you should definitely watch, it would be Community. Community? It's in very like consumable 20, 35 minute, 30 minute chunks. Okay. And it's that, that makes it much very, easier. Yeah, it's very relatable humor. Like, it, um, mm-hmm. also like I think from when it came out, which is I think the early two thousands, or like tw- oh, sorry, uh, like twenty thirteen or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was like pretty. It was like pre- like pretty like forward in like its social agenda. Um, okay. It was super I- diverse. They talk about a lot of um, interesting things on that show mm-hmm. um, that like were probably like just coming to the surface to boil right. Like you know, like the LGBT community yeah. of minorities um, not being portrayed as like one-dimensional. Um, you know, like Don Glover plays like a like a black kid on the show. Um, I'll tell you about his character, not because it won't ruin the show really. Okay. But he plays a black kid that's initially presented stereotypically as a football player, mm-hmm. and then not. I'll leave not the cliffhanger for you to find out. Right. But it was like great when they do this. Um, yeah. No, so I'm, like I'm it was. Forward to watching it. So it's it's on yeah. Netflix now, huh? Yeah. Okay. So, yo, Netflix party? Yo, yeah, I'm in. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just have to make sure, uh, make sure no spoilers. <laughs> You're gonna let me. Yeah. Like, Zane, wait for this part. Watch this part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. No. All right. I appreciate the heads up. I will probably actually jump on that soon. Uh, for some reason, like twenty to thirty minutes is like just the perfect like time commitment, and especially for a mm-hmm. show like Community, where it's like you don't need to. Like you, you can just kind of have it on in the background, right? Or like be doing something else while it's going on. You can, but I. This is like I. I the the other show I watch, um, kind of right now is called um, similar concept. Oh, Superstore. I've heard good things. 
Yeah, Superior is funny and is good and is like kind of have on the background. I do a lot of times when I work, I'll look up like when I hear them say something funny. Yeah. Um, but community, like, so I watched like two, if not three times. You recommend um, divided attention for community then? Well, what I'd say is like you miss like their their humor. Their humor is like the writers on that show, Dan Harmon. He's like phenomenal. Mm-hmm. He has one set of humor that's like this level, right? Like this is the oh, base. Okay. You can just you you can tune in and out of that. You'll catch it. It's fine. The next level is like. Like you got to be a little bit more intellectually involved, like with the world, mm-hmm. and then the, like the next, the, the final level, like it's actually within the show. Gotcha. Okay. So like having watched it more than once, I was like, wait, that, that's actually like, ridiculous, <laughs> or something like that, because um, they carry a lot of themes forward, and it's actually it was like having watched it like a second time, I was like, I totally missed that, but that's like hilarious. Isn't that great when you go back through and you like rewatch a show or movie, and you're like, uh-huh. holy crap, like I like all these like layers or Easter eggs are just kind of like things upon themselves. Um, right. Okay. Dude, so yeah. I, the, the two times I've done that I've really enjoyed is fight club. I mean, but actually I think everyone does that with fight club is like, go back to catch everything. Yeah. Well, and you, you, ha- you have to, as soon as, as soon as you get to that, uh, the twist at the end, sorry for the spoilers. Guys. Yeah. yeah. You no, and you're like, wait, I have to watch the entire movie again now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So like the fight club, which, you know, like everyone does, but also I did season one of game of Thrones again. Mm-hmm. Um, it just became too much to watch because I was trying to watch it again. But yeah. season, I just even watching season one again, and I watched it. I think before the last season came out, I was like, "Wait a minute, they're foreshadowing so much stuff." They were, yeah. yeah. No, I, I had the chance to rewatch season one and maybe a couple other seasons before that final season, mm-hmm. which we won't talk about. I don't know if you were happy with it, but ah, uh, no, yeah. Uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, no, Game of Thrones was good. Uh, Fight Club was good. I will check out Community. And I will I will report back to you, or we'll do a Netflix party and see how it goes. <laughs> yeah, it is just so lighthearted because it was just so great. Like, um, like I I miss having shows like that where mm-hmm. um, it's like not super serious, but you know, delves on like cool topics at the same time. Yeah, it's funny. Um, do you, do you watch Brooklyn Nine Nine at all? Oh, I love that show. That's I don't think I was going to mention. I okay. love that. Show. That's so. That's the only like because I don't watch too many. I guess if you if they're all defined as like sitcoms. Um, uh-huh. they're called, it's a certain kind of sitcom, is what those shows are. But like, yeah. I, love, I love Brooklyn Nine Nine. Like, my wife and I yeah. can do it, and now, now obviously we're we're hooked and have been keeping up with it. But she yeah. loves Community. She's been telling, she's been raving about Community for so long, and it, I just haven't gotten my butt to watch it yet. So I'll probably do that next. Great uh, date activity. Was that? Great date activity. Great date activity. There you go. I, we'll, see, we'll see if she likes mm-hmm. that. <laughs> well, she loves the show, right? So true, true, true. But. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. I'll try. I'll try to see if I can uh, push for it. Mm-hmm. Cool, man. But yo, this is uh, this has been really fun. I, I got to bounce, but are you doing well though? All other things considered. Yeah. Then you know, like given where we are with the pandemic and all, surviving. Um, you know, everyone in our community is healthy. Our family is doing well, so can't complain. Um, you know, we had some scares with like uh, like my dad's cousin passed from COVID. Oh my um, going on. Yeah, so it's just you know it's it's like a balance, right? Like you're just, yeah. um, so it, well, it it's it definitely hits close to home then, huh? Yeah, it, it's hitting close to home, but at the same time, you know, like it, it try to focus on like the bright side, right? It could be like a lot worse. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I feel like I I very much appreciate the fact that uh, you know a lot of companies and government have stepped up to really try to take action and prevent it from being so much worse. Uh, like mm-hmm. it, was, it was it was really annoying in the beginning when people were like oh it's just like the flu but it's oh my god dude don't get me started on the government's response yeah <laughs> working in healthcare i have a lot of strong opinions about that i and and i probably agree with you on quite a bit i i for me um without delving too far into it i would say that i'm just appreciative of the fact that like state and local governments have been taking a little bit more action when they uh-huh. really needed to it just sucks that they're not getting the federal leadership that they that they really should be or support, like, um, support. Yeah. you know, like this, like the PP insurance didn't have to be as bad as it had to be. Okay. Actually, or even like what I thought was more obvious, which I didn't understand why it wasn't happening was everyone's complaining of being out of work right now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but if like the um, the Defense Production Act was used appropriately, this many people wouldn't be out of work. There wouldn't be as grave of a PPE shortage either yeah. because, you know, we would just be using these Americans workers in american factories to build that stuff so anyhow we won't get in there but uh, trying to focus on the bright side can, at least he's at least he's listening to dr fauci on most things yes yes 
well, maybe we'll, we'll save this for a round two where we can give our opinions on uh, on how the everything kind of shakes out at the end. Because, well, I'm sure there'll be a lot of opinions one way or another. But yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I, think, I, think, I think it's safe to say no matter how you feel about the situation, things could definitely have been handled better. That's just that's just what yeah. it is. And then, I mean, and also, looking on the right side, it could have been a lot worse, right? Like True, true, yeah. <laughs> this could have been majorly botched, but yeah. we are not where we should have been, not where we could be, but you know, it could have been worse. Dude, I really appreciate you uh, taking the time. This has been a lot of fun. Is there uh, is there a place or Instagram or thing that you want if people want to connect with you or you have a preference or yeah? So um, I don't know if you can see my hand like down the, yep. uh, okay. there. You go. Um, um, that's me. Yeah, so it's me on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, so if you want to connect, have to talk about career, healthcare, whatever, cooking. There you go, man. You see, Suhan, Suhan does it all, uh, dude. Uh -huh. A lot of fun. Please take care. Uh, give my son to your family, and, and hope you guys are doing well, man. Stay safe. I will, and you too. Stay safe to your family, your wife. We'll do, man. And we're hoping we meet up again at another Chicago uh, mixer. At a Chicago mixer. I think we met up in Memphis, right? That's where we met. But we'll yeah, we'll, we'll figure out Chicago sometime. Yeah, well, we met up in I, Chicago, I, Memphis, but for, for for that that same uh, that same wedding that we met at, uh, mm -hmm. I, I think there's a potential for us to meet again now. Yeah, I get, so, yeah. If 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 and when that thing is scheduled for, uh, they're gonna try to convince Hamza to do maybe instead of a Walima, you do an anniversary party. That could work. That could work. Mm -hmm. We'll see what they say. I'm sure they're gonna want to do something. So. I, yeah. There's gonna there's gonna be a flurry of activity as soon as this is like cleared up and like people start to get back to weddings and all that stuff. So it'll be fun to see. Yeah. Right, but dude, take care. All right, man. Catch up. Take care. Yeah.